Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, Megan Hall, psychology grad student, spouse, mom, and advocate for change. On this podcast, I provide a space for women to share their stories. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, quick trigger warning. We do mention uh, salt and suicide in this episode. Not any nitty gritty details, but it is mentioned in case maybe that's something that triggers you when it's talked about, or you're just not in a space where you want to hear anything about that. Feel free to revisit this episode, listen to one of the 380 some, I think, episodes. I should really check that again, right? And be like, I don't know how many episodes I have. Anyways, it's 380 something episodes that we have. Not all of them are on iTunes and all the places, podcast places. I listen on iTunes. That's why I say iTunes. Uh, I think only 300 because it's like capped and I don't know how to fix that. So if you want to listen to like really early ones, please don't because they're kind of cringe. But if you want to, you can go on the website, inspiredwomenpodcast.com. That's also where our application to be a guest is. All of the things I prefer guest pitches via application because I ask specific questions. I get specific answers. Email pitches tend to not give me the information I want. Anyways, enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Today, I'm here with Treva. Treva Graves is the founder and CEO of Bloom Personal Branding. As a global personal brand strategist, she has worked with hundreds of clients and organizations ranging from seven figures and startup entrepreneurs, New York Times bestselling authors, professional speakers, coaches, politicians, ooh, politicians, business uh, <laughs> and sales executives to to build influence, impact, credibility, and income. Side note, I, I am taking a teaching practicum class. And last night I was, we had to do a five minute talk about whatever we wanted to talk about. Uh, and I talked about starting a podcast and I expressed how important branding is because I was an entrepreneur at one point in time. So I was like, let me tell you, you know, even if it's just your hobby, you need to have some sort of brand going on. Mm -hmm. So very important if you have anything going on business-wise, podcasting, whatever, branding is very important. So anyways, Trevor works with you to provide a focused por portrait of your professional reputation, one that will be invaluable for your professional success. She has a passion for speaking, personal branding, and working with clients to leverage quick wins with long game in mind. Treva's clients describe her as a confidence creator. Her new book, Self-Doubt Detox, Five Steps to Beat Your Bully, is available now on Amazon. And I'll make sure to link that up in the show notes for anybody who wants to purchase it. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Megan. It's so great to be here. I'm so excited. So today, um, when you applied, you said you wanted to talk about bullying, which is such an important thing. Many of us have gone through it, right? I mean, yes. some people didn't because they were the popular kids. And, you know, I was not, uh, I would say I went to a very small school. I graduated with 75 kids. So you had like three separate groups. You had like the popular kids and then you had like the really unpopular kids. And then my friends, we kind of fell in the middle, right? We were kind of friends mm -hmm. with everybody. 
think I did still get bullied uh, by people, especially when I played hockey. We had this horrible girl named Miranda. I highly doubt she's listening to the podcast, but you're terrible anyways. Um, (laughs) Who would bully me? She would like, we're on the same team. She would hit me into the board. She would trip me. Like she was just terrible to me. Like made me cry. I was just like a little kid. It's not like I was like a teenager. Like she was just so mean. So Mm -hmm. I feel like many people listening at some point in time have gone through, I mean, adults can be bullies, right? I have been bullied by full grown women. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I thought we Mm -hmm. were grown and over this. So start us off. Where did this start? What happened to you? Yes, yes. Well, I can guarantee you, I was not the popular girl. I was (laughs) um, the the girl who was kind of the wallflower, had zero self-confidence. I grew up with, uh, you know, middle-class, family living in South Dakota, um, good, you know, childhood loved by my parents and all of that. But what happened along the way, I think is, uh, my mother who was a personal stylist for Macy's. Wow. um, Yeah. So she was an award-winning stylist and these women would come in and she would put together these amazing wardrobes. So these beautiful clothes, and I had access to all of these amazing clothes. Now think back, um, you know, this is when, this was back in the 80s. So, you know, Calvin Klein and Ralph Lauren and all of these big, huge brands were really uh, becoming famous and known. And so um, my mom uh, was very... She was kind of, I guess I'll say a perfectionist and everything had to be perfect. My appearance had to be perfect. Uh, My room had to be perfect. Um, Every pillow in the house was fluffed, no dishes in the sink. I mean, it was just, it was just, everything had to be perfection. And unfortunately, I I love my mother. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love her dearly. And she wanted the best for me. And I, I just felt that I could not live up to her expectations. And so feeling this way, kind of no confidence, low self-esteem, always the last one getting picked, you know, <laughs> growing Thanks. up, Thanks. Um, <laughs> I, the only way that I felt really good about myself is when I, I wore these amazing clothes. I know this sounds probably odd to a lot of people, but it was sort of these clothes um, provided some exterior confidence for me. And I kind of hid behind, hid behind the clothes. And what ended up happening is it's not normal for, uh, you know, young girls, you know, elementary, junior high, you know, that that age going to school in these fashionable, right? <laughs> you know, Escada, you know, wearing these clothes to school. And it, and it started the bullying. It started, I became super aware of my appearance. I felt I always had to look perfect and, and be perfect and makeup and hair and everything had to be done. And I suppose from the outside looking in, you know, these girls would look at me and go, who does she think she is? Mm. You know, and that wasn't, I wasn't trying to 
make all these impressions that I had at all. It was just that that was my way of feeling confident about myself. Um, And so what ended up um, something horrible happened where this bullying started. I was picked on all the time, um, you know, thrown up against lockers, thrown down flights of stairs. And it got to the point where uh, one day at school, uh, the girls, there was kind of this group of mean girls, you know, mm-hmm. and back then really bullying, you know, we, we didn't talk about bill, bullying as right. as much as how we talk about it today, but these girls eventually followed me out of the building on this one horrible day and, um, threw me into a snowbank, um, across the oh. street from the school. And I was physically assaulted. I'm mm. talking beaten, bullied, um, hair pulled out, uh, bloody face, bruises all over my body. It was like the worst case of bullying the city that I grew up in had ever seen. Uh, it, wow. it was, And it was just, it was just crazy. And so that's kind of where the whole, whole bullying started um, in my life. And eventually I had, I dealt with other bullies also yeah. in my life. You know, I had a boss bully. I I eventually married someone that was totally mm-hmm. wrong for me. And that was a, another situation where, you know, I was beaten again. And so it's like, how do we deal with all of these bullies? You know, and that's not right. even counting the some of those imposter bullies that we have in our brain. Um, but, you know, going through those experiences, um, boy, I had a lot of work to do on myself. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing that that I learned from it all was that I gave away my power. I mm-hmm. let the bully win, no matter if the bully was the imposter in my brain or the person in my life that was doing it. I, I almost felt like I was responsible for it because mm-hmm. I didn't stand up for myself. And I've learned that once you give your power to the bully, the bully will always win. Mm-hmm. And so I had to take stock of where I was, make some changes in my life. And eventually, um, as I got into high school, I I left that school that I was in because it was such a traumatic experience. Yeah. I ended up going to Catholic school wearing a <laughs> uniform every day. So and where nuns might have bullied you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but my my mom eventually put me into modeling school. And where I, I kind of, not that I aspire to be a model by any, any reason, but it helped me to start building some self-confidence and working on my communication skills and, you know, being on a stage and able to just talk and answer questions and those types of things. So um, the modeling training that I, you know, experienced really was the beginning for me to start owning my power again and feeling confident and you know working on on your confidence is a journey it's 
it's not something that happens overnight. It took me years and years of self-discovery and learning how to believe in myself and developing intention, you know, letting, letting who I am and my strengths and my goals sort of guide me along, you know, it's baby steps to the bigger, the bigger picture. Yeah. Letting go of limiting beliefs about myself. So it's been quite a journey for me. (laughs) Yeah. And I can totally relate to uh, almost everything you said, like, um, my mom was my bully growing up. Right. And, um, you know, I was bullied in school, but not to the extent you were, like I said, it's very small school. So people don't really get away with doing those things. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, because everybody knew everybody, it's a small town. Everybody's parents knew everybody. You're really not going to get away with it. But then when as an adult, I also was in, um, like an intimate partner violence situation. He Mm -hmm. was my bully. I've been bullied by full grown women, my spouse was in the Navy and military wives. I only dealt with military wives. I didn't deal with male spouses uh-huh. um, because he was on submarines. So there were, at the time, women were not allowed. Um, they, that's changed. That's shifted. But at the time, women weren't allowed. So I dealt with typically military wives and they can be mean oh my gosh oh my god yes and made me cry and bullied me and spread rumors about me and it was like the terror it was so terrible and um most people who listen know I have bipolar disorder well I had a uh suicide attempt during that time like it was so bad and like Mm. people don't realize and it does it it Mm -hmm. it hits on your self-esteem it makes you feel so little and it makes you feel like you're not good enough and that's been so hard for me to bounce back from like I shared with you and most of my listeners know is I've been applying to PhD programs and I waffle Mm -hmm. between like they'll be lucky to have me to like I'll be lucky if I get accepted (laughs) so like you know it's really hard to gain that confidence back what would you say has been like most helpful for you in case anybody else like me is like, I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, so this is something that I do literally every single day. And I've, I've done these things since that horrible day, all of those years, I mean, years and years ago, that first bullying incident in school. And I will also share with you too. I was, because I was assaulted twice in my life by the childhood bully and the husband bully, um, I developed uh, PTSD Mm -hmm. from those incidences. And, uh, you know, I still have triggering thoughts and, you know, those, if I see something on TV or I get into a situation, all of a sudden I just have this very physical response to it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's scary, but what I do in those situations, (laughs) when I feel kind of triggered, um, I truly every single day, when I get out of bed, I go to the mirror in my bathroom and I say three positive affirmations about uh, to myself, Mm -hmm. you know, I might say something like I am valuable, I am capable, and I am worth it. And I'm going to rock this day and make it a good one. And just something little like that right. helps me get in a, a positive 
mindset. Mm-hmm. Then what I do is I go to my closet and I put on something that makes me feel good. I mean, women go to their closets for a dose of self-esteem, right? We we right. don't go to a, we don't go get dressed and put on something that we feel you know crappy in. I mean, we want to we want to feel good about ourselves. So put on something that makes you feel fabulous. I don't care if it's you're wearing Lululemon for the day or if you're going into the office and you have to look professional. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just wear something that makes you feel good. And then the last thing I do every single night before I go to bed, I have a journal mm-hmm. and I write down at least one thing that happened that was good for the day. Right. And you know, that's, that takes all of five minutes. I mean, who doesn't have five minutes every day to do those three things? Right. And I, you know, I used to think journaling was silly. I'm like, that is so stupid. I mean, really? (laughs) Why would would you write that down? It does help. And I truly, truly believe in it. And I encourage everybody to keep a journal by your bed. And sometimes Mm -hmm. what I'll do with that if I'm having a shitty moment, I will go back to that journal and I will just kind of page through and look at some of those things that I've done that that were good, that I right. accomplished, that made me feel good about myself. And it and it just helps me to keep keep my mind in a positive mindset. We have to we have to talk to your we have to talk to ourselves right. in a positive light. And you know, our brains are, are, are wired for negativity. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're born that way. And so we have to be able to, you know, the, the beautiful thing about the brain is that it's, it's has plasticity and that we can use these um, positive affirmations and positive self-talk to help us rewire our brains. So we think positively there that there's research and science behind that. And so those are just a few things that I do to help myself on days when I might be feeling kind of crappy. Yeah. It's ironic that you said you're, you look in the mirror and say a positive affirmation. So recently, (laughs) like, like this week I was like, you know what? I took some sticky notes, which nobody can see. And I wrote in my favorite color, my, my branding color, you know, like fuchsia. (laughs) Um, positive affirmations actually wrote down the, I'm worth it. Cause I'm going to add that to the mirror. Um, and so I did, cause I'm like, I need this confidence boost and then planning for these in-person interviews that I'm going to over the next two weeks were very intimidating. Okay. So far, my interviews have been one hour. I mean, PhD interviews have been one hour zoom calls. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, no big deal. I got this right. It's one hour. These in-person ones, a day and a half of being like scrutinized, right? By the faculty, by the grad students, by all the department. And it's just like so intimidating and so overwhelmed. And I'm like, I just want to cry. It's so Mm -hmm. much. And so I'm like, I need something to like boost it, right? And so I have some like business attire. So it's business casual attire supposed to be wearing that like Mm -hmm. feel really good, right? Like I love Mm -hmm. it. These pants who are that are in my branding color, and I just wear a black, you know, because it's fuchsia. You don't want to have like all fuchsia. Like I have black, uh-huh. you know, nice black tops, or the opposite. Like I have black pants, and I have colorful shirts. Like you know, I try not to overdo it, but I have these outfits that I'm like, these are gonna make me feel good. 
I'm going to feel amazing and I'm going to know I look good. And then also my plan is um, when I'm getting ready for this, these events, I'm going to listen to like music that gets me happy. Oh gosh, like pumps me do. up. Yeah, I have yes. a whole playlist that I'm like, these yes. are the things and they're not like empowering. They're like, they make me have just dance and like, you know, and it makes me feel so good. And I'm like, I got this. I got this. And so it's, it's so funny that you say like, I do these affirmations because I started doing them again. I used to be a coach years ago and I just kind of let like a lot of those things go. I've been so like Mm -hmm. busy and I had like a mental breakdown in 2019. And so around that time, I just kind of let them go. And now I'm like, I need to bring that stuff back to make me feel good and confident about these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I listen to music too. I've got a playlist. Uh, You know, I'm kind of an old soul. So I listen to older music, but it's like, you know, my generation, I grew up in the eighties and was in college in the eighties and nineties. And so, you know, I I go, I, you know, you always, your mind always kind of goes back to like, your, your younger years and those yeah. songs that have so many memories and I play them too. If I'm going off to a, a speaking engagement or a mm-hmm. coaching session or, or a training or whatever I'm doing, I always crank up the tunes in my car and and just sing along as loud as I can yes. with them. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the power of music too mm-hmm. is is very empowering. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. One of the things I would tell you, Megan, is when you go into these interviews, Ooh, and dinners, and, and there's dinners, like dinners. Yes, this is like a big deal. It is. You you need to you need to think in the in the sense that. They want me and I am going to go in there and impress them. You yeah. want you want to leave that interview with them saying, holy wow. shit, I yeah. want her. She is going to be amazing. And I know that you will rock it and you will do it. <laughs> yes. My, um, one of my professors, like I was having like a really hard time this week and we were talking and she was like, you need to have that ego. She's like, you're yes. afraid that your ego is going to be so too big. And, and, and I was like, I don't know, I'm, not, I'm horrible at this. And she was like, you have to have that ego. She's like, you're amazing. And you need to talk about all these things. And I was just like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. Like, it's just so much. It's so intimidating to have like that day and a half. Like we got dinners, we got campus, mm-hmm. like tours, you got like interviews and lab, like, oh my God, there's just so much, yeah. but yes. So helpful, right? To like do these little tricks. And especially like in person, you know, your body language can also exude confidence. So Mm -hmm. it's in how you walk, how you talk, how you move, you sit, you stand, your gestures. Uh, There are lots of ways to express confidence uh, in your mannerisms. Uh, Right. You know, if you're walking along with some of those professors, you know, wherever you're at in, in the in a hallway, walk with with um, you know, walk with purpose. Don't lollygag along. I mean, you know, walk with purpose and flair and you know, sit tall and confidently. 
um, you, you know, use your gesturing to make a, you know, make a point, use right. that steeple, um, you know, take up space at the table. We as women tend to make ourselves yeah. so small. No, don't do that. You, you sit at the table, you know, you take up your space. Um, yeah. Think bigger, not smaller. That's what I would say. Do your woman, <laughs> do woman spreading. Okay. Don't let the man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> power posing, Amy Cuddy, you know, the power posing, you know, stand yes. like Superman and puff your chest out. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but those little things have um, a very huge impact on the psychology of how we think about ourselves. So yes. So how is the um, bullying? Because your book talks about like, you know, it says five yeah. steps to beat your bully. How did the bullying translate into what you're doing now? How did it inspire? We've heard a little bit about it, but like, how did that like yes. that transition happen? You know, like, because right. that's what you're using, right? So to like yes. talk about in your book, which of course yes. you don't have to explain all the things you should buy the book, but anyways. <laughs> You know what? I'll give you a little preview of it. And then the, okay. the book goes into um, my stories and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I give out frameworks and, and ways to help you right. build your confidence. But here, here's what I did. So, you know, after, you know, therapy and yes, modeling therapy classes, so good. And all, <laughs> all of these things, um, you know, and after working with lots of women, you know, that my, in my career, you know, I've worked with some men, but it's been probably 90% women. Yeah. And, um, I, I kind of, no matter what we're working on, it, if you don't have confidence as the foundation, mm-hmm. how can you really be successful at anything you do? You have to have the confidence. And so I sat down one day, a couple of years ago, and I named my company bloom um, because first of all, I love flowers and yeah. peony flower is my favorite, that blush peony in the spring. It's so beautiful. And all of the sudden I'm looking, I'm sitting at my computer, I'm looking at my logo and I'm like, bloom. Okay. What are the steps that I've taken to get to be a confident woman today? And it just started pouring out of me. The B stands for believe. You have to believe in yourself. And if you don't, no one else is going to do it right. for you. It's a choice. It's a choice you have to make. So believe in yourself. L, the L in bloom is for love. It's self-love. How am I filling my cup every day? You know, so many times women think of self-love as a facial, a pedicure, right? Um, you know, and I love all those things, right. don't get me wrong, but self-love can be something as simple as just sitting in silence mm. and just being in that moment and taking that time for yourself. So L is self-love. The first O is for opportunity. I mean, opportunities come our way every single day, whether they're big or small. But sometimes we've got to just step out of the fear and just do it. Yeah. You know, if it's something that you're interested in, go for it. Don't be afraid of failure because that's where you grow the most is through mm-hmm. failure. And I've failed many times right? in my life. But Same. those are also the moments that I've grown the most. Mm-hmm. 
The next O in bloom is observation. I can't even tell you how much I've learned from observation and look and observing other people, their mannerisms, um, their communication skills, you know, how they lead meetings or you know, whatever it is. Take some time and be intentional and observe other people. How are they confident? What mm -hmm. are they doing that I could learn, you know, something from them to apply to myself? Right. And the M is for mentorship. I would not be here today without having some awesome mentors Dang. in my life that let me uh, or helped me to, to, you know, to see, you know what, it's okay being you. You're imperfectly perfect. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be perfect, Treva. You can be you and let your authenticity shine and serve other people with who yeah. you are. You know, we're on this earth really to serve others in our, in our, in our work and our hobbies and in our life. I mean, we want to be happy. Yes. Right. But, but in our, in our work, how are we serving other people? Mm -hmm. And so really those are the five steps of bloom. And those are the exact five steps that I have taken today to help me get to where I am. I follow those five steps and I wanted to share that with, with other women to mm -hmm. help them have confidence in their lives. I love it. The only thing is the quiet. Okay. You said that you have <laughs> PTSD. Um, I don't know if you have intrusive thoughts from that. Um, but for me with bipolar disorder, I do have like intrusive thoughts where like, if uh -huh. I'm too quiet and I sit too long, then I start thinking about all of these things that I did. And, and, you know, because like, you know, I, I, I try to be very positive about mental health, but anybody who knows if you don't have a diagnosis and you haven't gone through treatment and therapy and you, you know, all the things that the mood episodes can cause things yeah. to be very like terrible things to happen, right. Us to act in ways that like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good when you think back. So how, I don't know if you have any advice for people like me, or if you dealt with this, where if it is too quiet, then now your brain is like, what about this thing? <laughs> well, and, and there, and so those intrusive thoughts are like your bullies, right? Right. For some reason, <laughs> I think, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Ghostbusters, but yes. you know, the slime and that little that green slime ball with that little smirk on his face. Oh, you know, yes. like, hey, I'm going to slime you. I'm going to get you. For some reason, that is what sits in my head sometimes if I if I feel the bully kind of creeping in. Yeah. And so to keep those intrusive thoughts away, um, what I do, and I, I don't mind being in silence. I think I've trained myself enough to keep those out, but... Every once in a while, they kind of creep in. And, and what I do <laughs> is I think about that green slime ball from that movie with that smirk. And I just want to wipe that off his face. And so I just, <laughs> I just, I just start, you know, I might start doing something or I just start using positive self-talk to, to get me out of it. Yeah. And I don't mind sitting in silence. In fact, I find it very calming and peaceful. 
Um, and sometimes we just need to find the quiet in our day to help us, I don't know, recenter a little bit, but I get which I get where you're coming from, um, with some of those thoughts, um, busy yourself with a, with a hobby or, um, you know, like my daughter loves to cook and I hate mm. cooking. <laughs> I tolerate it. She's like, oh, it's therapeutic, mom. And I'm like, oh, no, it's right. stressful for me. I Some people it. say I mean, that about it. cleaning. And I'm like, yeah. no, nah, hard pass. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's the believing and the the, the positive self-talk and, and keeping your thoughts on that level. That's what works for me. How long would you say it took you using these little tricks for you to actually like reach a point where like you had the more confidence and you heard more positive self-talk, right? You weren't getting like pulled down into the muck. Like it's in, it doesn't happen overnight. How long would you say approximately it took you? Oh gosh, (laughs) (laughs) I am going to say, and you know, if I knew then what I know now, I could have mm-hmm. gotten myself out of it a hell, a hell of a lot quicker. But from the time of that first bullying incident, um, you know, I was 15 years old. I probably was about 28. Um, you know, so it took me over 10 years to just really let myself let go of, right. of all of the bullies going on in my life, you know, and bullies can be people, they can be problems, mm-hmm. they can be imposters, they can even be addictions. You yeah. know, I, you know, I kind of, I had kind of went down the wrong path myself for a while, just in, um, you know, when you're not loved and accepted, you know, I, I had love from my family, but I, I didn't have love from, from, you know, having a lot of friends, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really like ever feeling it from a man. And I kind of went down the wrong path of promiscuity for a while, looking for love and all Samesies. the <laughs> and, I totally did that. And it was a bad thing. It was, a, it was, it, it just, it was horrible. And so I had to clean up my act. And um, so I went through a period of that as well. Um, but uh, here, here's the, you know, a story where finally in, into my mid twenties, I ended up going shopping one day and ended up at Macy's, unbelievably Macy's department store where my mother, um, had all of her success. Um, and, you know, I was using clothes, like I said, to kind of cover myself up, but I was starting to feel better about myself as I got into my into my mid twenties. And I ended up in a dressing room and I grabbed all these, you know, beautiful things. I was going out for a night on the town and I, I was changing into a new outfit and I had on this white, I just, I just put on this white t-shirt as just kind of a layering piece. And I don't know what it was, but I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, you know what? I'm just in this white t-shirt. I don't need all of these clothes anymore to cover up my insecurities, to hide behind this filter. And at that moment, I said, no, 
I'm done. I am done with clothes. I am just going to be my bare, my bare right. self. And I walked out of Macy's. I went up to the counter in the white t-shirt, paid the $15.99 for the t-shirt. I had on a pair of jeans and I walked out and that's how I left. It was like, I just want to be me and not covered up in all these other things. And yeah. from that moment on, that bare fabric of who I am, I just felt okay. I'm like, I'm leaving it behind. I don't need to be all glammed up and be perfect. I can just be me in a white t-shirt and jeans, you know? I don't yes. know if that makes sense to anybody out there, but totally. I felt totally exposed. Like, I'm cool. I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. And, yeah. and I left it. I let it go. I love that. So, I, um, in my late, late teens, early twenties, the first time I tried college, I would, every time I went out, right. I had to have these going out like clothes. I had to like, look so like great. And, and, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't even today, like I can't go to target without not getting dressed up, but without actually wearing, I, I would, I, you couldn't catch me dead inside a store in my sweatpants and hoodie. No way. Yeah. Um. But like in my early twenties, I too, like you kind of like use those clothes to like shield me. I was like, if I look just, you know, right, things are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I'm comfortable going with jeans and a t-shirt to like right. out to socialize, you know, uh -huh. like, I mean, not a ratty t-shirt. Okay. But like, right. <laughs> I still have yeah. like some level of like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. But now I feel like you, like you don't have to look perfect and you don't have to be all glammed up to have a good time and look nice. Right. You don't have right. to have all these fancy clothes to do that. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> now I'm not wearing the jeans and t-shirt to my interviews because that would be well, bad. No, yeah. no, you better be a little <laughs> bit more dressed up for that. You have to be a little more professional for that. <laughs> oh, before I would like, you know, if this was years ago, I would scrutinize every little thing I was wearing and to, to these interviews. I would be like, I would spend days like thinking yes. about this. And now, I mean, I have spent a little time because I'm like, what outfit should I wear to dinner? What outfit should I wear? Mm -hmm. to but now like agonizing over it, right? Like the clothes are just an addition. They don't define me. Exactly. Absolutely. What should be defining you is what you have inside and what you have to offer. What is your unique value that you give? To people, yeah, you know, and that's what I think, um, you know, not to, not to tell you how to do your interview, but I mean, like sh telling your panel of, of professors, this is what I can bring to you. This is my right. uniqueness, my value. That's part of your personal brand, really. Right. It's, 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 it's your reputation. It's being self-aware of who you are. Um, confidence is a part of that. But it's it's bringing your unique value to them. And this is how I can help this university be like the best university ever. <laughs> right. This is how I can make stuff happen. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you, being an entrepreneur and a speaker, that helps me tremendously with approaching 
this whole process because I'm like, I'm going to approach it as if like, I am pitching myself, right? Mm -hmm. As if like all the times I pitched myself as a speaker, as a coach, like even as a pod, I've been featured on like 10 podcasts. Now, half of those people have asked me to come on, but then other half, I have pitched myself, right? Mm -hmm. I think about how I want people to pitch me and that has helped me so much. So even like if somebody's not a professional, these things you're telling us will help in like everyday life. Right. Absolutely. So as we wrap up the podcast today, Mm -hmm. what would you like to leave the inspired women audience with? The hardest question. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Gosh, that's such, that is such a, 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 a big question. Right. But I think the biggest message that I would share would be, um, don't give up your power. Mm-hmm. Keep keep it, own it, um, access it every single day. Um, you know, don't make yourself small. Mm-hmm. Be large, be larger than life, and believe in yourself. All of those things are really all wrapped, intertwined into one another. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will either. It starts with you. And so I hope that you, I hope that your listeners today have found, you know, some, some tips or strategies or value in what we've talked about, but own your power and don't let it go. Yes. And what people who, and most of my listeners are not entrepreneurs. Um, I, I, everybody always assumes that they are. And I'm like, no, most of them aren't. We all have our own personal brand, right? Even if we're not entrepreneurs, we have these things that are associated with us. Like if you ask people around you and you're like, how would you describe me? What are these things that you associate with me? Everybody has something that's associated with them. Absolutely. You know, your personal brand is your reputation. It doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom or whoever you are. Uh, you have a brand, whether you realize it or not. And what what does your brand say about you? What do you want to project into the world? Um, so yeah, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to have a brand because you already have one. Yes. <laughs> and realistically, what would you like to project into the world? We're not talking about social media where you try to make everything look perfect. Nobody's right. perfect. We all right. have messiness. Exactly. Don't hide behind a filter. It's like what you just said. We use filters to make our skin look better, to make our bodies look thinner. Um, don't hide behind the filter like I hid behind clothes. Um, just turn off the filter and be you. That's who people really want to know. They want to know you. They want to like you, trust you. You know, if you're in business, buy from you. They want that human connection. And you can do that if you're a business owner or just being a good friend, Mm -hmm. you know, be you. I love that. I just wanted to tie it up and be like, listen, in some of this, people may be like, ah, but you're talking about branding and it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, associate with me. It does though. Like it does. It does though. Like all of this 
is you. It is who you are. Like people know my signature color, right? Because my sister would be like, oh, (laughs) you're wearing your signature color today. Yes, I am. Yes, (laughs) yes. That's part of you. Exactly. That's your brand that makes you feel confident about yourself, right? So yes, show it off. Well, Treva, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. This has been really fun getting to know you and and talk. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.